Hello, this is episode 261 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Reddy. This podcast is on feeling compassion. I'm only going to record one podcast today. I've put off recording this podcast for months. It feels like a very difficult, very tentative topic that keeps coming up over and over. It was sparked initially by the Me Too campaign, the high-level trials, the abusers and murderers publicly accountable for their actions. And quite a few weeks ago, I wrote, it doesn't matter who is suffering, only that someone still is. And the complexities of this have changed yet again this week with the case of an abuser crumbling, a case which took an awful lot of suffering to get to court. Humans are very complex And I feel we are often relying on anger, not pain, to get us through. And I go through this process a lot with people, where I ask them to take actions from a place that isn't pain, isn't anger, isn't personal, objective steps forward. It's so hard to take yourself out and see the other individual. And I was really reminded when I was talking with someone when the Joker film came out. And I didn't go to see the film because... I knew I wouldn't really be able to deal with it, that it would be too much for me. And so I discussed it with many different people. And one friend in particular was telling me about a scene on the train where he could see where the moments of when the Joker was almost created into the person he was, into the monster. And that he felt bad for feeling sorry for him. That he came away feeling bad for feeling sorry for someone who committed such atrocities. And this is how I felt at the verdict point in many high-profile trials. Should I feel bad for feeling sorry for the people? And I don't like the gloating posts online. I don't feel this makes you any better than the person who has just suffered the consequences of their actions. But I really struggled in these moments because I feel compassion and I feel sorry. And I'm looking into the eyes of these people and I know that they've been created. If you can't feel compassion, I worry that you're not a better person. And I wonder what has really changed since the trial of Emmett Till, beyond the fact that it feels political for one person to be thrown under a bus. I feel the next trials will be far more telling as to whether we're really having accountable justice. And I worry that we're still creating jokers. And I worry that those joker-type characters can have such high-profile positions of power and that they can be seen as a role model to others. And I worry that you can't see their suffering too. But abuse is a very complex process, and it leaves behind very complex emotions. And with this, I'd like to read you some Ruby Kerr poetry from her latest book, Homebody. And I'll, I'll try to find it and put it in the description and put a link to the book. Why do I let my mind get under my skin? I am so sensitive. Sex is a way... For people to transcend into each other and come apart. A beautiful, earthy expression. But for me, sex was my girlhood, dragged to death. He said we were going to play. Then he always locked the door, always chose the game. When I told him to stop, he said I was asking for it. But what did I know about involuntary orgasms? Consent at age 7, 8, 9 and 10. I guess I want you to really think about the effects of pain. And how are we going to change the cycle? And as long as someone is suffering, does it matter who? 
And it's our involuntary feelings that always trip us up. And we don't even realize this. They leave such deep wounds and deep scars and deep places to act from and deep confusion. I wasn't surprised a few years ago when I had my birth chart read to find that there's an aspect in it where I'm almost, it's part of my sort of soul path almost to heal much of this pain because I've drawn so many women to me in so many different ways over the years who have suffered such abuse and it's left such deep confusing scars, such deep confusing pain. The idea of having an involuntary reaction to something as a child and not understanding that and having the consequences of those feelings for your life and them shadowing all of the beauty that's possible in the world almost. Everyone who's broken in the world, everybody who abuses, has been abused and been broken. And I think we often forget that. And so I'm really drawn back to that conversation I had on the Joker film about us being made to feel bad for feeling sorry for people and feeling compassion. But if we don't feel compassion, I don't feel we'll ever get to the root of any of the abuse and do more than just continually have really high profile trials where we try to use justice as the consequences for your actions and that being some sort of prohibiting force, which it can't be because we're creating it in a much deeper way. And so there's so much that's gone through for me during these trials and during all of the the social media posts that I've read. And as I think back to just the extent of people that I've met throughout the years who've been abused in all sorts of different ways, and often the abuse that takes place within families, which Ruby Kerr writes about at the, the start of that book. The, the first section, the book is in four sections, and the first section is very, very much about that. There's such an act of betrayal. It's so much different to having just the wrong sexual advances from somebody else outside. And there's such complexity to this, which I don't feel has been represented in the Me Too campaign either. But I've met people whose minds have literally been broken from abuse. And maybe I've seen a side of the world that many other people haven't seen. And maybe that's what gives me compassion.